Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the AN and After Show. It's me, Lindsay Loveridge, and with me today is James Beckett. We here. We here. Jackie is out today because she is watching uh, Demon Slayer uh, uh, in Los Angeles at the red carpet for the new season, the the Hashira training arc. So it's just going to be the two of us. We are going to be talking about solo leveling. Uh, you know, Jin, new developments with Jinwoo and his powers and his latest fight in a dungeon. Um, and we're going to be talking about Delicious delicious in Dungeon um, with what I feel might be uh, one of the hardest to justify foods this, uh, oh, yes. this episode. <laughs> Regardless of how it looks, guys, this one, you know, we were talking about bugs last week, but um, we're going to find out how everyone feels about parasites yeah if you're if you're eating dinner while watching this you might like want to hit pause and, yeah and finish eating first just in yeah case. yeah quite possibly like i mean the food will look good um the pictures themselves don't look anything like some kind of you know disgusting tapeworm or whatever but it is kind of that oh, so yeah. that's your warning but i think to start things off we watched the first two episodes that are available right now. This is streaming on Max, used to be HBO Max, and also airing on Adult Swim. Uh, this is Ninja Kamui, which is like the brand new uh, anime from Sungwoo Park, who you may know from uh, God of High School, James Don't Say Anything, and uh, the first season <laughs> of Jujutsu Kaisen. So uh, hey, let's he, not forget Garo Vanishing Line, which and is Gara, like yeah, Garo Vanishing Line. Minutes. Love that show. Important, important. He's really well known for his great action choreography segments in anime. Um, and it looks pretty good, but I have I have a lot of thoughts about this show. Uh, James and I did a little bit of like pre-gaming about it. And I think we had the same conclusion of what it's like, but different feelings on whether that is good or not. Yeah. So <laughs> I hope you guys are all ready for that. Um, just to break things down, um, Ninja Kamui is, I would call it a revenge action series. It's primarily concerned with our former ninja. Um, his name is, it used to be, Lo last name used to be Logan, but is no longer. It's now, well, it's Joe. We'll just say Joe, every man kind of name. His name's Joe. Um, he and his wife and child are living out in pseudo-obscurity around a cornfield. He's got, you know, a shady past life as a ninja. And they've been, you know, keeping an eye on everything in case anyone comes to collect on him abandoning his ninja life. Uh, to the surprise of no one, his family is murdered oh, and, yeah. by ninja. <laughs> and then it's he's just all out for revenge. He's got to get, you know... Got to come back into the ninja business to avenge his family. It's, so, it's ironic that um, chat. I think it's Chad Husky, I think is the John Wick director that's doing the other kind of big action anime that's coming out here fairly soon. Um, the name of which I always forget. I always confuse it with Ninja Kamui, but 
This is yeah, different. yeah. He's not on Ninja Kamui. Um, he's on. He's on the the um uh, the new one from uh, Cowboy Bebop man. Uh, right. Oh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, what's what? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but it had another really good looking uh trailer. That one is it's like a one word title, Lazarus, Lazarus, and that's being Um, that's being animated over at Mappa, which is uh Sungwoo Park's former well, not his studio, but it's where he was he was formerly working before founding the studio to make Ninja Kamui, which is uh ENH Productions. Um, the ironic thing is that this is basically John Wick. But it is. I mean, yeah, it's basically John Wick or any, you know, shoot em ups, you know, punch them up kind of movie where you got one yeah, guy sure. against a giant organization trying to get revenge for, you know, some horrible thing that's happened to him. It's the Punisher. It's, you know, yep. it's all that kind of stuff. Right. So. Um, my first takeaway from Ninja Kamui while watching it is it is very well animated. It looks great. Backgrounds are great. Character animation is great. Action animation is also pretty dang good. Most of the time there were some parts in in the second episode where it looked like it was missing some frames or like they were doing that thing where it's not trying not to make it like too flashy. I think we talked about happening in, um, JJK season two as well. It's a great looking show. Um, we both watched it dubbed, uh, and We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, suffice to say, I'll probably watch it subtitled after this. But I, I haven't watched dubs in a long time. It's not usually my go-to. But my thought with this was, you know, this was a production primarily for Adult Swim. So English language felt more like the uh, intended language for the show. Um, but there is a Japanese dub as well starring uh, one of my faves, uh, Kendro Suda, voice of Nanami from JJK. So... I'll probably switch over to that. <laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks great all the way through. Um, but I think my opinion is like as far as the styling, like the way the characters look, the character designs, um, just the like color palette. It reminds me very much of like Madhouse circa like late 2000s, 2010. Um, very slick, intentionally looking. Um and very, very fluid, but it does feel a little dated in, in mm-hmm. that. Um, not necessarily a pro or con, uh, but my biggest issue for the show is that it feels like man walks away from explosion.jpg, like, mm-hmm. constantly. That is that is what this show is. It is, like, the main character. I think you mean man jutsus away from explosion? <laughs> <laughs> yes like it's it's just like how what can we have the main character do to facilitate how fucking awesome he is as much as possible um whether that's you know like pulling weird shit out of his arms to like heighten his senses so he can kill a bunch of guys at once or it's just stabbing a dude over and over to exact revenge or it's summoning I don't know, like ghost arms out of his back by using his ninjutsu powers. And he's, you know, man, a few words, of course. Um, And as far as the dub goes, like, I wouldn't typically do this. Sorry to like put you on blast, but I think Jeremy Gee's performance fucking sucks. It's just like, (laughs) it is flat. Um, Like there's no like 
underpinning of like rage or grit to kind of like get you into like, oh, this guy is just like, you know, seething with with retribution. It's just this complete like disaffected tone the entire time, which I get maybe is supposed to play up that like cool guy over it. I'm so awesome. Nothing gets to me. I'm just a killing machine kind of vibe, but it's dull to listen to especially for the main character. I uh, did not enjoy that. On the other hand, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Sean Hamilton as Mike Morris, who is the FBI agent working the case. As far as ANN Encyclopedia is concerned, this is his first role in an anime. I don't know if he has previous experience um, like in other voice acting work, like video games or something like that. But dude, you are bringing it. All of the emotion there is is great. Um, the cadence to his delivery is very good. Uh, I just enjoy whenever that character is on screen specifically because his voice acting, I felt, was uh, several steps above most of the other cast, with maybe the exception of Lucy Christensen as Emma. Uh, it's Samanda, who is the redheaded partner to Mike Morris. Uh, she, she's got... Uh, a pretty good performance in there as well. So those are the two that I've enjoyed the most out of the first two episodes. But um, I am going to say the same is kind of cringe. That's, uh, <laughs> that was my takeaway is I've, I felt kind of cringe for quite a bit, especially the bar fight scene, James, where like he goes into this biker bar. He's just like sipping a high. He pinch. punched a man with nothing more than the, the wind of his arm passing by his face. So stupid. It was so stupid. So sick. I love this show. <laughs> it was I stupid. He was like sitting there behind yeah, like, a candy. You get two corrupt cops that come in. They're trying to like hit up this biker guy for his protection money or whatever. And then they start hassling Joe about his motorcycle and whether he's got a license. And he says nothing to him. But, you know, he, he punches the air so hard, it makes the guy fly back, and then he walks away slowly, and it's just a lot of yeah. walks away slowly from this cool-ass situation. That's all he has to do. He does the rest of his talking with his magic ninja fists. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Jan in the chat asked who, what studio did the dub for this. Um I do not know. I don't see it on Anne and Cycle. Wait. Uh, Sentai Studios actually is listed as the dubbing studio for this, which is interesting because it's not. Is this going to. Is Sentai going to release this or do they do third party dubs as well now? But anyway, that's who's credited as a dubbing studio for this. Uh, yeah. Um, James, why don't you count, counter me here? Because you you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Maybe because you don't take yourself as seriously as I do, or you know, you're you're just more willing to open yourself up for fun. And I'm I'm a fuddy duddy. Well, so honestly, look, I I've come to realize. I think what I loved about this is what it's honestly a perfect counterpoint to um, uh, solo leveling, which we'll talk more about later. Mm -hmm. But I am people sometimes get this impression that like i don't like uh cliches or um like archetypal simple like plain writing and that couldn't be further from the truth um i love dumb 
ridiculous nonsense edgelord BS that is like tailor-made for my inner 15-year-old. I just need it to be executed with a little bit of zazz. Yeah. And um, I think the problem with, with a lot of shows like Solo Leveling is that they have the edgelord mentality and they even have some great animation like for, like if we're just purely looking at the quality of the storyboarding and the character animation and the compositing, like it's technically good, but the the, the soul of the edgelord isn't there. And I desperately, desperately miss the days when we could get a show like, like Afro Samurai. That's like my go-to example. Where yeah. every single line of dialogue and every single story beat in that show is complete idiotic nonsense but it doesn't matter because samuel L. jackson is walking around with a giant sword and even bigger hair and he is murdering the ever-living hell out of any fool that gets in his way and if a show can look incredible and have a kick-ass soundtrack and have some great action fights and have like just the right balance of we're going to have enough story to get us from point a to point b but we're also not going to bore you with I don't know, mind-numbing details about the bureaucracy of this made-up fantasy world. And yeah. instead, we're just going to say, hey, there's ninjas. They're everywhere. <laughs> like in John Wick with assassins, they're just all over the place. Yeah. And they're they're going to kill you unless you kill them back real good. That's all I need. And I, I will admit, I think some who parks particular, um, I, I got this vibe with um, Garo as well, and not as much with um, God of High School, which I think just there wasn't any opportunity to indulge in that. But in Garo, it it had that like late '90s OVA kind of we're, we're just doing cool shit that looks cool, and that's all that really matters. And if you yeah. can do that to a degree where I'm not bothered by the wooden voice acting, the nonsensical plot, the fact that you know we've seen this story probably 10,000 times before. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy man. I, I don't go into the show expecting high art. Um, or even and I like, didn't for the record. Yeah. 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 It is, it is an entertaining time. I think if you can just like, you know, let, let some stuff go. I assume the reason like he was dead for 24 hours and then, wasn't dead anymore is simply because he ninja and not it's either you know, ninja or uh the pure uh hateful power of revenge spite but either way yeah um, yeah or, you know maybe like he got stabbed like right between the organs to send a message i don't know um <laughs> louise in the chat asked a very interesting question that i want okay. to respond to because his question is um and he wants to be clear that he doesn't like demon slayer but why do i hate demon slayer but like this. Well, to that, I have two responses. One, I don't hate Demon Slayer. Uh, I thought season three sucked. I thought the last season wasn't very good. But overall, I think Demon Slayer is fine. Um, this I like because, A, um, it looks cooler, I guess. Like, it appeals to my sense of cool. Where, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it. I, I'm not going to say it's for adults. Because it's not for adults. But uh, Ninja Kamui is the show that, like, you're over it, 18 year old brother that's just about to graduate high school and is, is uh, too cool for those dumb, uh, uh, dumb, dummy little kid cartoons. Yeah. Uh, you would like Ninja Kamui because <laughs> that show has that particular uh, edgelord spice where, uh, to me, um, Demon Slayer 
it takes too long to do the same thing that Ninja Kamui did in like two episodes. Imagine um, if uh, Ninja Kamui, in between all the cool action spots, they stopped and explained how his ninja powers work. Or like right before he lit that one guy on fire, it flashed back to like the guy's tragic backstory. <laughs> um, and it was like the eighth time the story had done that. And the yeah. tragic backstory was in fact that he used to not be an evil family murdering ninja. But then a thing happened and he got turned into an evil family murdering ninja. And now he unrepentantly murders families with his ninja powers. And then he dies anyway because the fight's already over. And all of this has happened in like the five seconds before his head explodes. Um, and also it's like a 12 hour long season. All of those <laughs> things, all yeah. of those things contribute. Nichikamui, if Nichikamui lasted for 45 episodes and uh, couldn't yeah. wrap things up in a solid like 10, I would probably not be as enthusiastic, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think we'll that's going to happen. I, I let's see. Do we have an episode count for this? Because I was I was betting on like around eight episodes. Oh, I'm ho I'm hoping for a single digit. I was I was looking yeah. at it like, oh, I hope this wraps up in like eight. Maybe I could even see six. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been doing that too. They've been doing the really short episode runs. So. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. We it doesn't look like we have an episode count yet. So I assume we'll we'll find out eventually. But yeah, it it, it strikes me as something that is gonna have you know a shorter episode count because we're just trying to get this guy from murder to murder to murder until he does the big murder and yep. he'll probably die at the end yep. having completed his his re revenge quest and that'll be it because that's how these stories go and that's fine or he'll vanish back into the shadows uh only to return when summoned at the behest of more murdering that needs to be done yeah either way um, Louise, it's really not a streamlined Demon Slayer because the vibes are totally different. Yeah, no, this is like a 90s direct-to-video schlocky action movie yeah. that your dad would rent so he could crack open a few beers at like 10 o'clock at night and fall yeah. asleep. This is really more, this has more makings of, um, like we said, like John Wick or any kind of other um action movie starring jason statham this is a jason statham anime movie that's yeah. that's what that's what it is yeah um ninja reacher i need to watch reacher i've heard yeah. that's actually really good uh yeah so i mean i i will probably finish it out um but that that's ninja kamui in an in a nutshell we didn't have stills to show but i mean the trailer's up on netflix or up on uh youtube um if you'd like to see, you know, kind of what, what you're getting into, it is like very graphically gory, not in, not like in like entrails graphically gory, which is something like, no, that was in Castlevania, but yeah. It, if you, if you can imagine, it's like Kill Bill. It's like yeah. the, the scene from Kill Bill where we learn about Oren's backstory. Yeah. Like whenever anyone gets stabbed, it's like they have the blood pressure of uh, a hamster. It just yeah. goes. 10,000 feet in every direction. Is that kind yeah. of anime? I guess it's like a warning, you know, again, they fridge the family in the first episode. They don't show graphic violence against the child, but they do stab the woman through the neck while she's laying on the floor. And you see that multiple times. So that's like yeah. a recurring thing. So if that like squicks you out or whatever. Um, again, and, and people of a certain age, our age, will, yeah. know, ab will absolutely know what I mean when I say this, but it's one of those anime where whenever any limb gets stabbed, 
it starts to flail around like a water balloon that's just been punctured. <laughs> that's like an aesthetic. Yeah. And that's exactly what Central yeah. Park is going for. And I love that aesthetic. But yeah. you will be dumber for watching this show. So don't say we didn't warn you. Like, well, yeah. You'll be like Adam Sandler at the end of Billy Madison, where you'll mm -hmm. be like, I'm now, I'm now stupider for having watched this. But sometimes that's what you need. Yeah, sometimes that's just like a like a palate cleanser, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate the effort. Um, I would like to see, you know, if uh, Adult Swim, Toonami keeps producing more anime for their block. Though I would like to see them do a couple things that are outside of like the nostalgia thing. Yeah. Because we have seen that a lot out of this block where it's just sort of like, for lack of a better term, it feels like it's it's trying to get back to like Gen X anime's heyday. Like this is, mm -hmm. you know, that Absolutely. kind of stuff. And while there's room for that, um, when it when it happens over and over and over again, it it, it almost feels like a sad coping mechanism. Like I know, I'm genuinely shocked away from your favorites. Like, Go I ahead. Know. Well, I was going to say, I'm shocked they haven't made like a Ninja Scroll 2 or something at this point. I mean, there was like, a TV series. Did you you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. I don't uh, think I watched it. came out in the early aughts. And it was, I never saw all of it, but I mean, there's a Ninja Scroll. Wasn't it one, one of those ones that was like only kind of vaguely related though? Like it wasn't like, or was that like a direct kind of like adaptation? There was Ninja situation? Scroll and there's Ninja Resurrection, which I think is not actually related to Ninja Scroll, but they tried to like yeah. cobble something together to make them go together. Just so, yeah, just so that people who like were obsessed with Ninja Scroll would go to Ninja Resurrection. But if I remember correctly, they're not actually truly narratively related. Um, Blade, uh, Jan says the Blade Runner anime was embarrassing. We had Grant. I like Black Lotus. I really liked that show. Yeah, that I thought good. it. I mean, they had a pretty cool. I didn't watch more than like an episode or two of that. It just wasn't my vibe. Um, but it, it went on a little too long, which again, yeah. I think these adult swim shows are better when they are are shorter. Not yeah. like three episode foodie kuri season short. That's a little too short. Yeah, but like six, seven episodes. You know. Uh, I thought it was good, especially for a CG production. Um, I am like a Blade Runner super fan, though, so I'm yeah. a little biased. I, uh, I, I watched um, both the original and the Ryan Gosling one back to back, and I think I actually prefer the Ryan Gosling. Oh, me too. No, oh, 2049 yeah. is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's that movie so good. Is incredible. Denis Villeneuve. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we've got uh, Uzumaki, right? I think I've talked about Uzumaki a few times. I, I want Uzumaki probably just as badly as everybody else here. Like, I'm holding out hopes for that. Um, I believe in Hiroshi Nagahama and his vision. And I don't know how long, you know, whatever new techniques they're they're making to, to get this out the door, I will continue to wait for them because, yeah. you know, I, I have... I have good, good feelings about My only that. concern about Uzumaki is that that one, I think, is only four episodes. It's like only three or four. Yeah. And uh, I just read, uh, reread Uzumaki very recently. Yeah. Um, not that not that Junji Ito is necessarily someone where you're, you're not really there for the story, right? You're there for the yeah. vibe. Yeah. But I, I am wondering how they are going to condense all of that into just four 20 something minute episodes well we that's don't i mean i assume they're 20 something minutes because that's the standard and it's gonna air on tv but 
I mean, do we officially have a runtime? No, I just I do remember reading that they talked about like dramatically rearranging some stuff to make yeah. it fit within the runtime. So I think I assumed it was shorter, but mm -hmm. maybe maybe we'll get those uh, like forty minute. Shots. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, they can they can manipulate the time slots in the block too for something special once it's finally done. So so we'll see. Um, yeah, moving on from. Uh, Ninja Kamui, you know, you guys, if you if you've watched it yet, or you watch it after listening to us talk about it, leave us a comment. What you thought, you know, was it was it cringe or was it just old school badassery? Let us, you know, let us know. Um, with that, okay, I think we're going to get into the delicious and dungeon conversation. So this is again like your warning for the visual. The visuals don't look bad, but I mean, we are going to be talking about something the that context I, is not going to help the context <laughs> is pretty effing gross okay so yeah. i mean out of all the monster situations and stuff if like i said it's dinner time for some people right now so if you're eating i don't know mute us and come back because uh things are gonna get kind of kind of weird this here. episode in general made me a little sad there's just a lot of a yeah. lot of stuff in, in this week where i was just like oh you guys are you're going too far, man. Like I, I get that you have this obsessive need to eat everything in that dungeon, but yeah, um, they so killed a horse, and that's not cool. They, I mean, it was a kelpie, but yes. So like, there were multiple. First off, uh, Laos broaches the idea of eating a mermaid, which Chilchuck is totally opposed to. He's like, we don't eat demi humans. Like he kind of follows the same. Uh, thought process james has shared if you can wear yeah. pants we're not going to eat it no wearing <laughs> no eating anything that wears pants right and it can um, feel shame from its nakedness <laughs> yeah. i think i think the bible made it pretty clear that that's it that's yeah. one of the big the big yeah. No -nos. <laughs> yeah so um they have a conversation about eating a mermaid because there's two versions they and i liked that they introduced both versions so they have the the more feminine looking mermaid which is you know traditional aerial like human top siren, fish basically. yeah fish bottom um mermaid and then they introduced the male mermaids which were uh human legs and fish head basically like cthulhu creatures like, kind of well i've seen i've seen like mermaids depicted that way before right and uh, Laos or Laos is trying to make an argument for eating the fish-headed ones because they're less human-looking, and I felt like James. How did you feel about that entire thing as a, a not fish-head fan? It's a hmm? slippery slope. I don't. I don't. I. I just. Again, I'm. If you can, if if it's a creature that is capable of having some kind of culture. <laughs> That can like pass down memories to its offspring with language, you know. Yeah, ch chat is pointing out that I'm wrong. It doesn't have human legs. It has a fishy, you know. It's just more like a human-sized fish with humanoid arms. I guess would be the only thing that they had because they can carry weapons. So it can't that, wear I, pants again. If it can carry a weapon, yeah. If it can, if it can. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not eating monkeys. I'm not okay. eating apes, right? Yeah. Because they can use tools. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm I'm I've, I've moved away from eating octopi because again, they're yeah, they're it's just a little too smart, man. Yeah, and so I already have to like not think about a lot of things to be able to eat the meat that I do eat. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the minute I think about something picking up a spear, it's like now, nah, like I don't know. 
Yeah, I've seen some pretty cute videos of people like snuggling with cows. It makes it real hard. My wife has shown me a lot of those, and I just have to say, you know, I'm that's the that's the that's the line of evil that I'm willing to like walk. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Right. So that's a conversation that happens in the episode. Um, A larger point in the episode is that uh, Senshi doesn't want to use magic to cross this kind of waterlogged zone. It's kind of like got Zelda water temple vibes going on or something. Yeah, right? yes, very much. Um, even though uh, Marcel, you know, offers it to him and he's like, no, you know, I've got this, I've got this Kelpie. And as soon as that Kelpie showed up, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to write it across. I'm like, do you know, literally no mythology about Kelpies? Kelpie's whole bag is that they lure you to get on their backs so they can jump drown you. and drown you. That's their entire point. They're not nice. Although it was very cute, right? And so that happens and they have to, this is kind of the sad stuff I think James was alluding to. Is like, since she had named this, this horse, right? I can't recall. It was like Emma or something like that. Yeah. And, um, they had, they had to put it down because it was gonna chomp him. It was gonna it was gonna eat Senshi up. So um, they make soap out of him. Um, and do they they have to have eaten him too? But the the meals that we have, I think here, they just like save him for later. Save like him they for definitely later. they um they dressed him right. They, yeah. like they got the, you know they chopped him up, but I don't think they made anything out of him. Yet. Yeah. So I, feel like they're hanging on to that i do have a confession day. to make is that i have eaten horse once that's i mean you know like that's one of those things where if i if i owned a cow yeah it's like a pet yeah i would probably not be able to eat beef or at the very i wouldn't eat that cow right yeah i'm not i could never be a farmer because the minute i make friends with the animal in any way yeah i'm not eating it yeah 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 you wouldn't I'm get willing- through silver spoon like no. the, that's the whole thing that comes up in Silver Spoon when he eats the pig. Oh yeah, I I'm I am well aware that I yeah. I am a weak and <laughs> and flimsy man and Would I not survive I, the winter. <laughs> yeah, I require the 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 sweet pillowy cushion of civilization and all of its privileges to yeah. enjoy a lot of my food. Um, but if I made friends with the horse or or the cow or whatever animal, I would mm-hmm. not be able to to eat it. I don't think. Yeah, um, that's fair. If I, I was offered that. like a, a stew that had horse in it, I wouldn't necessarily turn it away. Like I'm not yeah. disgusted by it. Yeah. But you know, that's it. it was one of my one of those situations where here's an opportunity to try a thing you haven't had. We're at a restaurant. Um, I, I believe it was actually Korean barbecue. And okay. what if I order this? And that's the same reason I think I've also had tongue. Um, that was the first time I ever had tongue, which is actually far more common meat in a lot of cultures, actually. But oh, yeah. That said, okay, so in this episode, prior to all that, uh, they find that party that died again, which continues to be an amusing <laughs> running gag that I hope, you know, happens over and over. But they have to make leftovers. So the first thing they make is a porridge out of grain that they just, like, find floating there because it was it was dropped by um, a previous party. And they mm. throw in leftovers with it. If I remember correctly, the crab-looking stuff on top is Mimic. And then the seaweed is, uh, it is mermaid hair. Specifically the male mermaids like grow seaweed on their head is like a form of camouflage. So maybe it's not like truly hair, but 
I like that. It was growing on its head. I, I feel okay with that. That wouldn't bother yeah. me. I would eat this. This is fine. So I, I, I did just um for so my birthday gift to myself mm-hmm. uh this weekend was I bought um a second copy of Baldur's Gate for our Xbox, which is yeah. in our bedroom. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm I, you gotta I be able asked, to play it in every room. Yeah. Well, and I, I asked my wife if she would want to play with me because mm-hmm. you know she doesn't really play PC games other than um, what she can play on her laptop. And it, like we're not gonna sit here in in our office and like play co-op together, right? Um, but with the Xbox, right? You know, we can be in bed and have our controllers. Yeah. And yeah. um, you know, she um she played like she DMs, like she's played Dungeons and Dragons many times, but mm-hmm. um, she doesn't really play a lot of like CRPGs. Right, okay. like she, you know, like Skyrim. She doesn't really play a lot of those games. And um, when uh, when we were going through the tutorial on the um, the uh, what you might call them, the Squid Boys ship in the very opening act of Baldur's right, right. Gate, um, uh, I'm like, I'm showing her the controls, and I'm like running around, and I'm just like grave robbing all of the corpses. And she's like, "Why are you taking all the dead people stuff?" I'm like, <laughs> "Honey, <laughs> this is how shit. we this is how we survive in the Forgotten Realms." Yeah. <laughs> They don't need it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do anything with it. They're not going to haunt you in this case, so you'll be fine. I mean, some, some of them might, but we'll deal with that later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I guess there are, like, caviar eggs in here, but I don't believe they're mermaid. Wait. No, they are mermaid eggs. They are mermaid eggs because there's a whole bit about it where... Um, Leo snuck those in and didn't tell them and Chilchuck figures it out and they decide not to ruin it for uh, Marcial, but they're eating mermaid eggs. So, sorry, I forgot that part. Would, and I have to think... Oh. Ariel's eggs, people? <laughs> you see Ariel's eggs? I'm sorry to ask that awful question, but it, it warrants asking. That's, that's what's happening. First off, I have to say, shitty move. To, to sneak that kind of thing in there. Yeah, man. That's not cool. Don't, Don't do, do that. that to people. Like, that's, you know, people have uh, uh, food Dietary, restrictions yeah. for any kind of reason. Do not sneak it those ingredients into their food. I, yeah, I think you're not going to be the one saying, hey, did you, uh, did you like that, that vegetarian soup I made? Because that was chicken stock in the broth, bitch. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. that don't, don't be that person. Yeah. You're that's not shitty. cool. Now, um, Looking back at the barley porridge that I'm now remembering has fish people eggs in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't think I could do it with the eggs. I, I don't, I don't think I could do it with the eggs, you know, just think of if all they the ro- have a human face. I don't care if it's like, oh, but they're just uh, mimicking humans to be easier uh, uh, to be more effective predators. They don't really have, I don't care if it looks like a person on top. I'm not eating it. I'm not eating so- anything that comes out of it. Yeah. I'm not eating it. Yeah. I draw the yeah. line. Yeah. I guess I must, dra- I, I draw the line on the seaweed hair. Um, kind of sounds gross. It's not, it's sounds, it's it does hair. sound gross. Um, no hair is good. Yeah. I don't need like, don't need hair. I mean, it's, I guess in the end though, I mean, if it is, basically biologically the same as kelp i i can i can get behind that but yeah those eggs are so small to be from a mermaid though too like that doesn't make sense to me but regardless regardless it doesn't it doesn't doesn't, you know but regardless 
Yeah, I, I think I also have to draw the line at mermaid eggs. Chat, let us know if you would eat the porridge that has fish people eggs in it. But there is um there's one more meal here, and this one is kind of the one we were we were warning about. So oh, okay. let me get so when they cut open the kelpie, right? God, this makes me sick just thinking about it. When they cut it's open the truly awful. When they they when they butcher the kelpie, there is a parasite in it. And apparently this is really common in fish meat. I had no idea before watching this episode. Um, I eat fish pretty dang regularly, both raw and sushi form, but also, you know, we do baked salmon kind of thing for dinner pretty often here too. So uh, uh, my husband does the cooking. I've never, I've never, I'm over here just thinking about it. I'm just, I've, I've never encountered a parasite in any of my fish meat. And apparently they just look kind of like stringy little worm guys, you know, not maybe as big as a, tapeworm or something but you know <laughs> similar this one is real big this is this one the kelpie is the size of a horse so the parasite is gonna be uh proportional to that oh god gag worthy and okay so no um, no no so they they <laughs> we're not eating this we're not eating this but anything that begins a giant parasite no no, I mean it. That's it's called giant parasite broiled with sauce and no sauce. So oh, it was in a giant kraken. Sorry, my bad. It was not inside the kelpie. They're attacked by a kraken in this episode, and it's inside the kraken, which explains the size because the kraken is far larger even than the kelpie. Um, uh, but what bothers me about this so so much is how it's being presented on screen right now is one of my favorite goddamn foods because they've prepared it exactly like unagi. Like yeah. the sauce and the way it's filleted and the way that the fish meat or the, the meat is rendered here is very similar. The way that they describe it in the episode with the texture and everything is just like unagi, which, as you know, is an eel. So, I mean, not a parasite, but as far as like body form and everything, comparable, right? Anything so that lives in an intestine, automatic out. Just, just automatic. I don't care. You could tell me that it would it would add 10 years to my lifespan. Uh, you could tell me that it tastes like the most delicious, buttery, uh, silky smooth fish. This, I don't care. It lived in an octopus's guts or a squid's guts or a kraken's guts. Yeah. And therefore, off the table. I also need you guys to understand that in the context of the episode, the parasite is so large that it has its own parasites. And Leos, because he's a fucking idiot, eats raw parasite just out of curiosity in which he consumes the parasite's parasite, which is then shown to eat a hole through maybe his stomach and make him really sick. And I'm just like, what, what, am, I, what am I doing? Now, other things beyond this, this episode was really well animated. The Kraken fight was really cool. There's there was oh, a lot great of episode. Great, great, show. great episode. Great Loved the whole bit with the soap and like, you know, the gag with Senshi's hair and stuff was great. They did unagi dirty in this, though. Again, one of my favorite foods. Favorite foods. When I was in Japan, I went to a restaurant that was specifically just serving eel, so I could eat eel like five different ways. That's how much I like to eat eel. Now, isn't that the eel that you also ate the parts that weren't so good? I mean, I hadn't. I didn't know they weren't so good until I tried them. And that's no, no. Yeah, this is out. officially the episode where I, I'm judging Laos. I'm judging him hardcore. 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gi- I'm I'm giving him dirty looks from across the room, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? This guy's got some kind of trauma that he's not dealing with, and it is coming out in in, in the way yeah. he eats and what he. I did eats. see a really funny fan comic though that is actually very related to this, where um, it just ha- it has him like you know walking around looking all happy, and then it. Um, a xenomorph chestburster pops out of him, and then he just his first instinct is to just bite on it. Oh yeah, right. Chest. That is what he would do, isn't it? Um, Jan put in here that Marcel could uh, use greater restoration to heal Laos. Yeah, but she shouldn't. He doesn't. He should have to live. With he at least needs to live with it for a, at least a day or two. Yeah, just yeah. to know. You know, if, it, if it's causing an ulcer, like more permanent damage, sure. But in in the immediate future of his ridiculous decision to bite into raw worm parasite that has been living inside the intestines of a horrifying monster why would you (laughs) even want to eat that raw i don't think he has any survival instinct i'm wondering how many times this dude has died in a dungeon so that he just like maybe he's like whatever i'll come back homeboy would drink an open bucket of paint if it looked appetizing enough, I do believe. I don't know why I thought you were gonna bring up piss. I'm glad you went with paint. No, he'd be drinking. He'd be drinking freaking drain cleaner because it tastes like Fruit Loops. Is that drain cleaner or is that uh, what's that stuff you put antifreeze. in your car? Antifreeze. He'd be, he'd be drinking antifreeze. He'd yeah. probably also drink Drano just to see. <laughs> just to see. I don't know. What happens when an acid and a or and a base come into contact? Let's find out in my guts. Yeah, it's does just... it taste? Does it have an umami profile? <laughs> anyway, um, this was a very very sad episode. Um, as far as like the food porn levels of Delicious in Dungeon didn't get me there. The everything else amazing. Um, the food absolutely terrifying. Would not eat. Um. Would not eat the parasite no matter how much it looks like my favorite food and i just can't abide by the that would the, probably i would probably ruin unagi for me i mean i'm I kind of there right to... now that's why i'm so mad <laughs> next right. time you go out for sushi you have to be like now are you can you promise me that this did not come from the guts of some unspeakable horror can <laughs> you guarantee like... that yeah yeah um oh uh, James B put in the chat. This is the delicious and dungeon Tide Pod challenge. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. I guarantee you, Laos is the reason why there are shops like in that world that have to like lock up their their foodstuffs behind little glass containers until you show an ID. Lick a finger, stick it in there, and yeah. like, he's just he's eating it off the shelf. And they're like, "No, man, no, that is that is a, that is a horrifying eldritch poison that we extracted from the gland sack." Of a freaking brain monster from level 84 of the dungeon. Yeah. And he's like, I wonder if it tastes good on my steak. <laughs> and, and then he dies on the floor of the thing and he has to get resurrected. And then yeah. they have to they have to put a big sign up that says, Do not, Do not eat. eat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was uh that was delicious in dungeon this week. Now, soul leveling, we were talking, has some narrative similarities to Ninja Kamui, but its execution is entirely different, right? Yeah. James, you want to talk very, about what very much a very very much kind of modern light novel uh, style of of presentation. Oh, uh, what I mean, what God, what did happen this week? I made you see, I made a mistake, Lindsay. 
Um, usually I, I tend to watch the solo leveling episodes like almost right before we record. Yeah. Like within like a few hours. Um, I, I had a, a lovely three-day weekend. And so I decided to get my, my solo leveling done early uh, yesterday. Uh -huh. um, and of course, the consequence of that is I can no longer remember what happened in solo leveling because um, it was... Oh, wait. Okay. No, I got it. Um, so there was more stuff with that one guy from the organization. The blonde um, guy. The blonde guy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Um, the brother of the dude that got got killed because of his murder schemes. Um, he's mad and he's going to do some kind of revenge. Yeah. Um, when his schedule opens up. Yeah. As soon as, well, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate, you know? Yeah. He has yeah. business to run. He has meetings to attend. Yeah. yeah. He, he has a guilt. The death of his, yeah. He can't yeah. avenge the death of his brother whenever. Right. Yeah. Um, but he'll, he'll, he'll pencil in some time. Um, and then our boy finds out that he can't get drunk. Because he has some kind of passive that instantly refines toxins from his body, which, um, I mean, Captain America, I think, had the same thing, right? That was a joke, I believe, in one of like those was Captain it? America movies. That, yeah, that his metabolism is so superhuman that he can't even get drunk. Okay, um, so funny th I, that for some reason you said Captain America, my brain was saying Captain Planet. So I was like, <laughs> that makes sense that Captain Planet can't get drunk. That that makes sense that he can purify. No, he, he abstains. Uh, Captain Planet <laughs> abstains from drinking. He with uh, that mullet. Yeah, he he's he's the DD. All of his friends are children. <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> it's true. So it's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he can't get drunk, uh, which sucks. But um, he does find out about the poison thing, which comes back later in the fight against the Cerberus, Cerberus yeah. guy. Um, mm -hmm. He he raises his stats beyond the max, which is like a secret quest. So he gets like a little bonus key. Oh, it's not like he raises region. his stats beyond the max. It's just like he... not his stats. No, he he goes above his um, his quest objective. Right. So he double his it, exercise. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, which is impressive. Um, mm -hmm. I, I will say it's it's sometimes hard for me to know how much his stat like obviously his stats are making him superhuman like that's right. that's very true. Yeah, but it's hard for me to know like how much they're supposed to be reflective of like him as a person mm -hmm. versus how much they're enhancing him as a person. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like when when it says like he has an intelligence of blank. Mm -hmm. he, he obviously that's not adding to his intelligence he's just like a regular guy right but like could could he hit the threshold where he adds enough to his intelligence points that he's like he's like mega mind and he has like a giant mega mind head and he can like stop time with his brain like you know yeah i see what you mean yeah um but point being uh he exercises a bunch which both naturally increases his strength and also gives him xps to artificially increase his strength yeah. Um, he gets a key to a dungeon. And what am I forgetting before the dungeon? Oh, yeah. My favorite guy from uh, last week, his uh, little brother, uh, the yeah. guy who calls him Aniki, he comes back because he's like, yeah. hey, man, you're good at killing things. I'm not, but I'm pretty business minded. What if we started a guild? Yeah. You know, and, and I could, you know, I could, I could pay you just an, an unspeakable amount of money, which he needs because of his mom's bonitis. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, he says no because 
Oh, God, he had a reason. It wasn't a good one. So the reason no. he says no is because he knows he's so OP that that amount of money, it, like, in the long run won't be that much, and he can earn way more by himself. Yeah, he kind of sucks now, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he does. He does kind of suck now. It's like, all right, I'm a lean, mean, killing machine. I don't care about nobody. Um, I'm approaching everything now from, like, a cold strategic point of view um which is very like op light novel protagonist kind of bs we've just like wiped out anything that made him likable really yeah other than the fact of how efficient and awesome he always is and uh he decides when he completes that fitness regimen he gets a loot box he could either pick the blessed one or the cursed one. I'm like, what's in the cursed box? What's in the cursed box? But he doesn't pick it. He picks blessed because... Obviously, pick the cursed box if you got the option. Like, Curiosity would kill me in the, in the <laughs> situations. Like, I would definitely be a hindrance to um, my <laughs> guild and my party because... Uh, the way I play games is I got to explore every room in a dungeon before I move on to the next thing because I can't stand the idea that I missed something. Oh, if there's any gray on the map, it's getting cleared. Yeah, I, I, I got to get the full map cleared out. So there's that. And, and I, I would always the pick the riskier like, option because it yes. just sounds because you just, you know, what what if it's actually better and they're just putting a bad name on it so you don't pick it? Mm -hmm. You know how it works. You've played the game before. And I die a lot. I'm not saying it's like that I'm right most of the time, but it Here's is a question I have. This always comes up to me, and, and mm -hmm. your conversation reminds me of it. Um, is this a world in which video games don't exist? Because something I've noticed about a lot of these stories, and sometimes they'll like obvious, they'll make a huge point of it, but yeah. it's kind of like in zombie movies when no one ever like talks about the fact that they're living through a zombie movie. Yeah. Everyone in this world has like adapted to think like they are playing an MMO. Yeah. But like does Warcraft exist in this world? Something does, because very early on, he asks his sister, how do I check my messages if I was playing a game? And she explains to him, like, well, it would, like, be in your inbox. Do you remember that? Like, when yeah. he's first well, in the hospital? Right? Yeah. But how come no one else seems, like, <laughs> concerned that outside of the fact that they can't see their presumably existing stat menus that, yeah. you know, govern their every existence? Um, or not. Maybe he's the only one that literally has a stat menu at all. But yeah. how come no one is like, guys, isn't it kind of weird that like we've just managed to create this uh, society to, you know, combat this ungodly threat and it it functions exactly like a, a guild like a, and like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a free to play mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why does it work that way? Like, why do we have a, why do we have a letter based ranking system for our dungeons to delineate the difficulty level so that parties of people composed of tanks fighters, mages, healers, and rogues can efficiently clear the dungeon and gather supplies with which to craft better, you know? Yeah, like, it, it's also like, I know like a version of this anime already exists, but I mean, just can't you just send the military in there? Yeah. Can you just send a squad of highly trained troops with real weapon, you know, firearms yeah. in there? To kill the monsters is that not a 
Is that not an option for some reason? Do you have to be a hunter if I just missed like a, a major like world building thing and that's why you have to have hunter powers to go in or something? Needless to say though, yeah, he's uh Jinwoo's become kind of a stick in the mud. Um and the whole reason he goes to fight an S-tier um monster, which should raise eyebrows enough because they say earlier like there's only six S-tier hunters right? But I'm going to go in there and fight an S-tier monster that looks like Cerberus because it's going to give me a way to cure my mom. And I was behind that. I was like, okay, okay, like, this is going somewhere. And, he, you know, he gets thrashed around for ever. There's just a lot of him getting flung all over the place um, over and over. He buys items from the shop to heal himself mid-battle, which is kind of... That feels know. like cheating. Like, it feels you like cheating. Up before the battle. Yeah, like yeah, that's how that strategy. works. Yeah, that's how it works. So you gotta... It's like it's like if why wouldn't game... you stock up before you went? He's like, yeah. I forgot about it. Like, well, or like when the game lets you add to your stats or like unlock skills in the middle of a mission, and it's like, come on, no, 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 you don't like you got to work with what you've got. That's the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm being like, you know, I'm, I'm not being. Uh, I, I get that we're supposed to suspend our disbelief to enjoy the power fantasy of it but i yeah. think it's just one of those things where because he's become such a stick in the mud and therefore it's not so fun to like think about you know where his character is going to go from here or you know what he's going to learn about this world or this mystery um that kind of invites your brain to start asking these kinds of questions yeah where it's like wait a minute how come he gets to do that like yeah it seems kind of easy yeah and he I mean, he's to buy a magic poison thing that gives him the super win, the super win skill. Yeah. And also, I just, he's not approaching anything um, as strategically as I guess I would hope he would be. Like, if you're not going to give me emotional stakes for this dude, then you have to, you know, then you have to be a little more meticulous about um, his strategy. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. like, it's an S tier dungeon and he knows he's never fought anything that strong and that it's really really hard to get to s tier um chat correct me there's only six s tier in his country but regardless like that's still a very very small number so you're gonna face a monster of that caliber you're not gonna stock up on any supplies like you think you're just gonna be able to do this with what you've got now like that's poor planning also i don't care if however much money your your friend offered you is less than you would end up making don't you think there could be some advantages to being friends with the guy whose dad like is trying to build his own like his dad has a prominent economic situation and resources at the very least maybe you could get your mom some better medical care in the meantime because you've got access to a guy who's you know got so much money it's just and also it. it's not going to be as suspicious when mm -hmm. the infamously least effective person in the history of the job suddenly becomes a demigod. Yeah. That's going to get more people to start asking questions, I think. And also, couldn't he just do both? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just he like, can... help his friend out, make $30 million, and then also solo level on the side? Yeah. I mean, do both of them. Um, you could use the whatever gear or whatever his his dad hooks you up with as a cover 
for your new extreme powers boost that guy's sales which is like giving him some promo to keep supporting you while you do more nefarious shit because now he's got whatever like hunter regulation company are coming after him because he caught their attention when he survived that double dungeon situation and now he's just come out of another dungeon and the entire party's dead. And a lot of people died at the other one, too. So, I mean, it's, it would be a natural conclusion to be like, something's up with that guy and he's murdering people when he when he, he goes into he, dungeons. He seems like a serial killer. Like, yeah. On the outside to anyone that's, like, doing a basic amount of detective work. This yeah. is, what, the, the second time in as many weeks that you've gone into a cave and literally everyone with you except for, like, one person didn't come out? Yeah. Hmm. And of course, hmm. and they have that line where it's like, that's just what happens in this job. But it's like, has anyone looked at this man? <laughs> he literally did Recently, a, of Captain America. He did a he did a Captain America over this. Yeah, his chin is so pointy now. <laughs> like you could you could slice cheese on it. It's upsetting. And yeah, like as if soon I as... walked in next episode and I was just Jason Momoa, <laughs> I went from this to Jason Momoa. You would have questions. I would. I'd be like, wait. Yeah. I'm like exactly. four inches taller, ripped every which way to Sunday. Yeah. Different voice. A Lots of tattoos. Dead-eyed look behind my eyes that just screams that I've killed people and kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, every, several dozen people in my immediate vicinity have been brutally murdered and/or disappeared. You're gonna be like, like, hey James, would you do you think you'd eat this meal off Delicious and Dungeon? Everyone just yeah. ignore James and he looks it's totally normal. For, Only totally a coward normal. would ignore that kind of food. I eat anything that moves because it is all beneath me. <laughs> so I exert dominance on the rest mm. of the food chain. Is I gotta let everything from from my fellow man to the parasites of the earth know that I could eat them at any point. Yeah. Um, the only way out, to truly assert dominance is to eat a man while staring another man dead in the eyes. It's true. I mean, it's probably pretty effective, right? Um, Crusher points out that he had that stone that he dropped that would teleport him. That is a good point. Um, I don't know what happened, but like that stone showed up, and I was like, I don't know what that is or where it came from. Where? What is that? And I'm sure. There Probably were, got explained in some past episode. Or it did, and I don't know why I forgot about it entirely, but you're right. He did have a, a hearthstone of sorts that, <laughs> that he could use to get himself out of there. Um, but yeah, I just I just think, you know, I don't know. I Last podcast episode, I said, I'm worried that this is going to be a full personality change for Jinwoo, and I'm not going to like it. And this episode kind of reaffirmed that yes, I don't like it, and it's yeah. probably going to stick around unless he has some sort of emotional breakdown or something. You know, maybe the 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 healer comes back and is able to get through to him, or maybe he's just so cool and over it that like that doesn't even work because yeah, you know, it could be. Either. I I think for me, and again, um, like you said, Ninja Kamui is in no way um, a better. Um, story insofar as it's not smarter it's not yeah. more creative it's not more um uh it has it doesn't have any more depth or, or anything like that but yeah. to ninja Kamui's credit at least in my opinion i could tell that like everyone making that show was having a really good time yeah 
except yeah. for maybe some of the English voice actors, I guess. But yeah, for the most part, like that show was fun. Like yeah. it was, it was, you know, it's like a John Wick when he gets a really big gun and like people just start getting blasted 30 feet away. You can tell that the people on set that day had a good time. Yeah. I'm not feeling like, like there's no fun in solo leveling right now. Um, yeah. There was a little bit when he first got his menu and first started getting strong. Like there yeah. was some levity, there was some fun, but now it's just like kind of boring. Yeah, I, I would just want like as if they were going to go somewhere with his personality. Now I I obviously expect his personality to have some alterations after he you know murdered like five people up front and per, you know up close and personal like you yeah. don't just do that and then continue to be the same like earnest sort of protagonist you were from the beginning right but he doesn't i mean he only barely seems to be struggling with it like it's it's only coming out like he has like a recollection of it in this episode where he's like dang i killed those guys but that's about it like, I mean, maybe in so, in the same way that Jeffrey Dahmer probably thought about the, the few people that he killed and was like, whoa, I I turned that guy's brain into a soup bowl. God. That's not normal. Oh, well, I'm going to do it again. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, and granted, and I, again, the, like the show, you know, tried to do its homework mm -hmm. and they have that whole thing where he's like, look, it's either them or me. The system yeah, yeah, is yeah. making me do this. It's pushing me. And, yeah. and he's he's kind of shocked that he's capable of this. And there's like, mm -hmm. there's something there. Yeah. But how much is there, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem might be that, you know, they want that element there, but you also have to keep moving the plot forward. And it just seems like they're not gonna, you know, divert from the plot moving forward and it's got so many threads at this point we have lots of cutaways to lots of different people doing various little things that i'm sure you know i'm sure the blonde dude who got the case and now knows that jinwoo survived basically two entire party annihilations is gonna catch up with him eventually and then get that look at him and be like whoa something really happened to this kid um but what, like what are they gonna do right like, what, 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 what oh, you're more powerful than the machine we had said you were. And he's going to be like, I could snap my fingers and turn your, your guts into jello. Yeah. And they'll be like, you're right. I guess we'll just put you in a guild you. or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, and again, Ninja Kamui, same situation. But right. they, they like lean into that. And it's like, yeah, like this FBI agent's not going to do anything to stop this guy. He yeah. can freaking throw people with his elbow force. Um. Reza, this one it's like not even advancing that part of the plot enough every episode. Like every yeah. week it feels like it's like, hey, by the way, that one guy that you met that one time, stuff might be happening. And then he goes, huh. stuff might be happening. Well, and all this stuff like happened in the background too. Like Jinmu is completely oblivious to it. He doesn't know anything about this blonde dude training with the leader of the Hunters Guild, and he doesn't know anything about him, you know, that they're they're kind of figuring out something shady's going on. He doesn't know. I mean, we also got development. Like there's so, so many of those sorts of little threads hanging that don't connect. Cause previous episode, it was, Oh, this lady's now going to be leading up. Um, something. Oh yeah. The, the squad, or she's going to be teaching the, 
she's not even in this episode, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't even I don't, know what any of that has to do with Jinwoo. Like, how, like, how yeah. is that even going to connect? Yeah. Is he yeah. gonna, is he gonna kill them all? Or are they like, I don't know. I feel like they're they're trying to build up this idea that there's going to be all of these forces like coming after him. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't even really know what any of them want, except for the one guy who just wants to revenge his brother, which is right. Once the schedule clears up, <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. Like he is standing in front of a window in his high rise, you know, penthouse apartment. His, he's like got a bathrobe on or whatever. And then his secretary comes in and she's like, Hey, your brother's dead. And he breaks both a cell phone and a tablet in like the short, in his fist, you know, for both, both <laughs> I, during that segment. And then he, he asks her, Hey, what happens if I murder someone in another country? And she's like, are you, are you seriously asking me? And he's like, crime. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm rich and I can get away with it. So if I go to another country, what happens? And like, she tells him, he's like, all right, clear my schedule. I'm going to go do a murder. And she's like, it'll really like, mess up business if you go do the murder right now all right like it, but as soon as i have a free moment yeah go do that murder as soon as this fiscal quarter is over and we've gotten through the stockholders meetings so i can <laughs> reassure everyone that we're going to maintain our bottom line and also get some growth going in some of our uh, more recent investments then i'm gonna seriously murder a man <laughs> it's like i feel like if you have to if you have to like talk out whether mm -hmm. or not murdering someone is going to work for your portfolio you're probably not in a good place to do a murder. You know, I feel like you don't have to ask. I mean, they say he's infamous. So we don't really know like what his business is, right? Like maybe it's all shady black market shit anyway, sure. but I don't know. Sure. Does he have to do it himself? This seems like something he could outsource. Delegate. 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 I mean, Lindsay, you know. You I do delegate. know. <laughs> I'm always fucking delegating, man. My, my entire job is figuring out what I can delegate and what I absolutely have to keep my eyeballs on the whole time. And then maybe my other eyeballs on something else, like in the back of my head. And yeah, you just. Yeah, I, I get it. Rolls. He wants to do it himself because it's his brother, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, sure. Whatever. He wants to watch the light go out in his eyes. But again, I don't know. Like. Ask guy to record it. Put yeah, it on the cloud. Like, kidnap him. And then like once the dude is like good to go mm -hmm. then you fly out mm -hmm. you don't even have to pull the trigger yourself you could like say you know snap your fingers and have another guy do it but... yeah yeah <laughs> guy's obviously not a very good business owner right no so he definitely couldn't run the uh the writing staff of a of, a, of an incredibly reputable uh anime yeah. publication that's for sure. obviously not couldn't obviously be. not um review guide <laughs> That guy, this man would not last a day in the preview guide mines. Trying to write all the previews himself, like some kind of psycho. Can you imagine? Yeah. I uh, I did a couple years on preview guide as a writer. Um, I'm happy to manage it now instead of write for it. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ninja um, Ninja Kamui, great, great fun schlocky time. You know, harkens back to some of the. The fun action shit we used to get in the early aughts. Um, you just, you know, gotta keep your your turn off your cringe radar. I wasn't able to do it, so I laughed a lot at it. But that doesn't or mean I embrace it. 
Embrace the cringe. Embrace the cringe. You only live once. Be the one that Naruto runs through the hallways of your school without shame. <laughs> and then you will master the power of ninjutsu. I had that power, James, but I was like 14. And this is when like me and my friends were like, Johnny, to each other in the hallways out loud before going to class. Oh, oh you. That was. You have to warn someone before you bring up that level. Teenage weeb cringe. That is it's me. It's me. Is and like four other girls, we all did it, but we went to an art school, so it was okay. Like it probably would have been worse if I was at a, a public school for eighth grade. A lot worse. A lot. <laughs> or you would have run the school. Either way, right? No, it was not cool, dude. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. Did you no. wear that? Did you wear? Uh... I guess you wouldn't have had the Naruto headbands, but no, Naruto was a little bit before my time at that age. It wasn't. What would? What would? It was. It was DBZ. Like Dragon Ball Z was kind of the the one. Oh yeah, like when I when my friends and I would practice our Kamehameha waves in the, at the, at the on the playground during lunch. Yeah, and there was a part of us that really did believe that if we just meant it enough, right, that it would happen. Maybe something would happen. <laughs> right, like so. I was I was pre. I wasn't like fourteen yet. And there was a part of me deep down that was like, that talking cat's going to show up. Uh -huh. It's going to, it's going to bring you. And I had a couple, I had um, like a Sailor Moon wand. I actually still have it. It's, it's up on a shelf over there. Oh, and yeah. so I would do the same thing. Like I could hit the buttons and it would make, make it. I was like, maybe if I just mastered the twirl, man, if I just mastered the twirl. Oh God. Hey, we still got time. Gone. We still have time. We gotta get it down right now. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh man. There was at least two separate occasions I wore a kimono to school. So I mean, we just like it was bad. Okay. Okay. That's it was bad. You know what? Again, I working with teenagers for a living. Um, there is a part of me that does constantly cringe on their behalf because obviously I can't say anything. No. I'm not gonna embarrass a child in public by saying, hey that fit really is not working for you for whatever reason. Of course not. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to build them up and I'm going to keep any and all thoughts to myself yeah. um, or this podcast. But there's also a part of me often that thinks, you know what? Good for you. Good for you being able to wear like literally nothing but Five Nights at Freddy's merchandise from head to toe <laughs> while drawing Five Nights at Freddy's fan art in every notebook that you have. And also openly and very loudly talking about which Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic you would do not school appropriate things with. Because to be honest, I didn't have that power when I was your age. I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough yeah. to be that person. And that takes courage. Me and a, me and a friend uh, definitely made like a comic floppy size manga of like OC magical girls and we brought it to school and we showed it to people in our English class. Yeah, and they were impressed, right? They thought you were the coolest people in the world. Oh, uh, I mean guys. It was only okay, I think, because the guys in class thought the characters were kind of hot. Otherwise, and you know that's how the industry is has has <laughs> kept around for so long, right? Yeah. You were just tapping in to that uh to both sides of the demographic coin yeah you gotta there have go. the cute there pop songs and the makeup merch for the girls yeah and you gotta let it get a little freaky for the guys <laughs> so they don't feel bad for watching <laughs>
Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. I went by a completely different name for all of eighth grade, too. Was it a Japanese name or? Oh, no, Lindsay, you're not answering. Oh, no. Okay. okay. It was, That's... it was, it was, I mean, looking back on it, it would have been a Japanese boy's name, if anything, which is kind of funny. Um, and it was it's based kind of on. Yeah. yeah, and it was punk. based on my AOL screen name at the time. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know if there's any AOL oldie users out there, okay? Like, this was around the same time period that I also had a, an online Sailor Moon uh, newsletter zine, you know, that had, it was like an activity book, basically, a digital activity book. Um, and so my username at the time was uh, Neo Genzuisho, which is the Japanese name for the silver crystal. It just means so like Gin, it just means sure. silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just went by Gin, but um, pronounced incorrectly because I was dumb. So I went by Gin for like two years. Oh. Everyone just called me Gin, like the alcohol. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is some deep Lindsay lore that you will only get on the ANN podcast. If you, bring this, if you bring this up to me in public, I will not acknowledge it as true. She will deny it. I will deny it. it never happened. You weren't there. How do you know? How do you know? I mean, if I had if I had the wherewithal to look up the kanji for like demon lord angel massacre and yeah. like to translate that to J, I probably would have like adopted that moniker. Oh so, my god, was this a chuni face? Uh, I mean, I I I, I might have dabbled. I was like an inner chuni, right? I, oh, I was, was never this my chuni face. I had a different name that I made everyone call me. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. no. It's real. Yeah. But look at what you, you harnessed it. I did. You weaponized it. So. I never I never grew out of my chuni phase and look how successful I am now. Mm. Eating trail mix on a podcast. Heck yeah. I don't think I have any that's more secrets for today. I think that's a good way to close out. So someday we're gonna have to do a full episode on just our embarrassing anime secrets, just like a full 90 minutes. I would have to I'd have to like dig deep, I think. To fill that out. I mean, I have quite a few, but well, we're gonna have to dig now. out our old fanfic and just read them on air. That would be great. Mine were never uploaded to a website. They were shared in that same newsletter. If anyone man, it would be so great if anyone still had them, but they were just sent via email. I don't expect anyone to like still have access to some Sailor Moon centric newsletter that I sent out on AOL circa 2000. This is like 20 years ago. So I have to believe that with the power of the internet, we can find it. And please, someone, it someone tell me you printed one of these out because I ran this thing for like over a year. Like this was, you know, I was nothing if not reliable. I guess I'll say that. So it was called, uh, uh, the first edition title was Jupiter's Thunderous Sendings, which is stupid. It's just stupid. I don't even want to stupid. And then, and then um, I retitled it and it was called, <laughs> still Jupiter themed, okay? <laughs> it's just my favorite at the time. Uh, it was Jupiter's Oak Tree Treasures, which is also dumb and stupid. And I hate myself even <laughs> saying it out loud. But if you have that somewhere or you read it, it would make my day to run into someone who remembers that thing at 
like max it had a circulation of maybe like a thousand ish people between a thousand two thousand people i have to believe that there is at least one sailor moon fan out there that is so dedicated they have saved a copy of literally every sailor moon adjacent thing that they have ever collected this was a whole this was a whole culture like on aol i was not like the only person doing this there were a lot of us making these and sending them out every week yeah Uh, back when the internet was good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you would just get in with this group and like, it was kind of like web rings, but it was only for these AOL newsletters because they let you customize your email so much at the time that you could kind of get like graphic design into it. Like I had banners and you could put like, li- you know, there were links in there and you could put background images and then embed images. So it was almost like a website that just got sent to you each week. Mm-hmm. Man. I bet those sure. graphics are horrible, but in my brain, they were amazing. So it's making that shit in MS Paint. I had no skills beyond <laughs> that. But also I was like 13, 14 years old. So And I, I guarantee know. you that most 13 slash 14 year olds these days could not do that. So who's got the skills now? Everything I know how to code on ANN, I learned by ba- building a GeoCities website when I was 12. HTMLgoodies.com taught me everything I know. And I haven't learned anything else since, and I haven't needed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. Um, if I think of any more wild stories, I'll try to bring them bring them next time. Uh, James B really wants you to read the fanfic, so James, if you find that, maybe we could read an excerpt or oh, something. Lord. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll if have you to want. Deep. Yeah. I don't know how much of it still exists. Right? Yeah, I don't know how much of at least at least well, okay. I, I should be honest. Uh there's plenty of it that still exists, uh, but I don't know how much of it is anime related. So yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, everybody. We will see you next week with more delicious food, uh, more solo leveling. And you know, if you want um us to spotlight a, another series in here, uh, you know, let us know in the comments. And mm-hmm. if we have enough time, we'll we'll make sure to hit that up too. But Until next week, see you uh, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.